Hollow Knight. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We spent countless hours playing in the dirt in order to find out. Here on Broken Gaming. Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your host, Shay. And I'm your other host, Dan. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Matthew, and I love video games. As you may have noticed, we have two special guests this week. Uh, we have Lex and Matthew here from Virtually Analog. And guys, why don't you give us a little uh, rundown of your podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having us, guys. We're really excited uh, to be here. We love your guys' show. We talk about it quite a bit on our show. You'd, you'd think that we would be enemies both having gaming podcasts. <laughs> but uh, I think that you guys just do a top-notch job kind of talking about, um, you know, really affordable games, you know, in the video game space. And on our show, on Virtually Analog, uh, not only do we talk about video games, but we also talk about board games. And the whole premise of the podcast is kind of the merging of the worlds between the two. Obviously, in the past year, it's been hard to get together to play board games. And so a lot of uh, board games are starting to become more digitized and uh, there's more ways to, to play board games digitally. And so Matthew and I, uh, started virtually analog to kind of talk about that. Yeah. And, and you guys are really, really great at, at the stuff you cover. Like, I think there's a really amazing blend of, of both of those worlds. Yeah. I, uh, I'm super excited to be on the show. I, when I heard about your guys like premise and the idea that you came up with, I was super jealous because <laughs> it is like a gold mine of an idea, you know, talking about affordable games and rating them and your rating system is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited, especially to talk about the game we're focusing on today. Yeah, I'm a little nervous that Matthew's going to bail on my, my podcast and just come <laughs> onto this podcast because, yeah, indie games is like, and affordable games is like your jam, Matthew, right? Like, you, you really. Yeah, love I, I love, you know, when you find that gem that's like below 20 bucks and it just gives you hundreds of hours of time. So fun. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Well, we're excited to have both of you on the show, but uh, before we talk about the game that we're going to discuss this week, uh, what have you guys been playing in terms of video games? Yeah, go ahead, uh, Lex. Oh, sure. So I have been uh, mostly playing Hollow Knight. Um, I, <laughs> li like I said, alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, I'm mostly a board game player, so I had actually not played Hollow Knight. I've heard of it. Uh, I grew up playing a lot of video games and I love video games, but now I'm more of a board game player. So in order to prep for this podcast, I wanted to get kind of deep into Hollow Knight. And so the past few days have just been mostly all my free time playing Hollow Knight. Um, and I've also been playing a lot of Slay the Spire on my phone, like any time, like right before bed, I usually, we've talked a little bit about it on uh, virtually analog, but um, I think that's another game that's perfect for this podcast. Actually, I hope you guys talk about that one. But uh, just my recommendation for you guys. But unless you already have, I hope I'm not. <laughs> you guys haven't, right? Nope. Nope. Making a note right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Video game wise, what about you, Matthew? Um, yeah, I've I've been still playing some Fortnite. It's just an awesome, easy to load up cross-platform game um it's really easy to play with my younger brother who just got out of uh like a voyage in the navy um so we've been playing some games aside from that kind of two primary mm. ones i've dabbled into valheim a little bit which has been really popular right now um and it is super fun i haven't played it a ton yet but um just a really fun like 
grind with your pals and make your Vikings. And uh, it's been just a blast. And aside from that, uh, it's a kind of a not older game, but you know, it's been out a while. I've been getting into Valorant lately. Um, just a super high intensity um, first person shooter. You know, it's like in the style of Counter Strike, but you play individual heroes with special abilities. Um, and I've never played Counter Strike before, but man, it is like scratching an itch for a really intense um, first person shooter that, you know, uh, Overwatch has kind of like died down. And I, I love Deep Rock Galactic, but it's very co op, and this one is very pvp so that has been a lot of fun as well yeah i'm not i don't play a whole lot of multiplayer games uh like i love first person shooters but it it almost requires there to be a like a strong story mode for me mm-hmm. but normally at, at the beginning of every episode i ask shay a question and i wanted to actually open one up to the group which is you know especially in the spirit of what your guys podcast is like what where do you see kind of the future of like online multiplayer going like Fortnite is obviously huge. All these first person shooter, like arena type games are, are huge, which Shay and I have gone on record to say we're not huge fans of, but you know, especially with uh, the different servers for even board games to be played online. Like where do you, how much do you see that expanding as things go on? Uh, Yeah. I think that kind of obviously the biggest trend that has been growing uh, and will continue as the technology develops is a lot of like cell cell like mobile gaming um, and like supercell obviously is a big uh, proponent of that like Matthew you play a lot of supercell games mm-hmm. uh, and I think like a lot of the times people like to be able to just to like whenever they're sitting on the toilet or whatever just like pull out their phone and play <laughs> yeah. you know five ten minutes of a of a progression loop or whatever and being able to hop on to play with other people uh, mo- on a mobile game um is is you know what i see more and more out of the gaming industry now that being said a lot of it is trash currently <laughs> there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of lot of garbage out there a lot of like you know it's purely about making money and like the gameplay isn't actually very fun or it's just repetitive and it gets old. And I'm hoping I'm praying and hoping and I'm on my knees, uh, that, you know, that just gets better. And I really, um, the other thing that I kind of like another design space that I hope more games kind of start utilizing is like asynchronous play. That's like, for someone like me who doesn't have a whole lot of time oh yeah yeah to uh be able to just like you know sit down and play for hours at a time to just be able to like hop on take my turn a lot of asynchronous currently is like you know turn-based stuff because that's right makes sense but there's there's a few games that are doing really interesting things with like um really slow moving games uh so like it's not necessarily turn-based but like um, there's one, I can't remember the name of, I'll have to look it up later, but, um, where you're playing as like submarine captains or generals or whatever, and you're sending out your orders. And I think there's also a space version of it too, where like you send out your orders and like, and troops start moving, but it's going to take like eight hours or whatever for your troops to get where they're supposed to go. And so it's almost like a real time asynchronous thing. Cool. Um, where people can play asynchronously, but also real time. It's, it's kind of there's more and more games that are starting to do interesting things like that. Um, but yeah, just like I'm, I'm hoping that more and more, uh, game companies start utilizing 
the great phones that we have available now and and um you know being more respectful of our time because a lot of us don't have a whole lot of time <laughs> for gaming um especially cooperatively or or competitively but with other people so yeah that's interesting too because that's kind of how like online gaming started yeah. to a degree like where everything was through like rudimentary email right and you would you would take your turns like that that's that's cool to see that it, we might be moving kind of in a cyclical way with that kind of thing yeah. i like that yeah. but we have just a massive <laughs> massive game to discuss today so i want to dive right in uh and we're going to start as we always start with our short change history for hollow knight Hollow Knight is a 2D Metroidvania platformer action game created by Adelaide, Australia-based Team Cherry in 2017 for PC and Mac OS and ported to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in 2018. Hollow Knight is the culmination of several game jam collaborations between Team Cherry founders Ari Gibson and William Pellin. Previously, the pair created Hungry Knight, a game that is still playable on... Uh, the Newgrounds website, which features an early version of the protagonist in Hollow Knight as the primary character. A sequel called Hollow Knight Silk Song is currently in development. And I want to get into that a little bit more later. But man, this game is huge. What's going to be nice about this discussion is we're kind of at four different levels. I don't know what your completion rate is, Matthew, but I know you and I both uh, finished the game at least. Like we both beat the final boss yeah yeah i think that um when i like you know put it down for the first time after like you know playing it really consecutively i was really surprised because i like i put a ton of time into it and it's at the end it was like you know the end 60 percent i was like <laughs> what the hell that i only played 60 percent of this game and you know i would go on back and forth you know in the future to play it um but also just looking up videos online and everything. Just so many bosses and encounters and things I'd never seen. Um, it's really big. Lex is currently streaming this on the Virtually Analog Twitch channel, uh, which I've gotten to watch. So I, I know roughly where his progression is at. And Shay, where are you at at this point in Hollow Knight? Um, so I'm very bad at the game. So I I just finished the first area. Forgotten <laughs> Crossroads. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Matthew, I would prefer that you didn't say that as like a... Oh, <laughs> well, forgive me. For... <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember that. Forgotten Crossroads. my chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, so as I said in the short change, like this is a Metroidvania-style game. And I know Lex and I had discussed uh, kind of expanding upon what that means in this context so since you're kind of the freshest player in in the group with this lex like what have your experiences been so far yeah so that's actually something that uh you know i kind of really want to dig into is like first of all let's define metroidvania for anybody who might not be familiar with the term so the term comes from the games super metroid and castlevania which are 2d platformer games but what makes 
um, them kind of unique to like something like Mario or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like the OG platformer, is that actually in those games, you can pretty much go wherever you want. Like Mar- Mario is a very linear path kind of thing. You just are going one direction. It's left to right, yeah. Right, right. You're going one direction. In Super Metroid, which I played a lot when I was younger, um, you can pretty much, you can make your own way, basically, uh, in these worlds. And like, th- there's nothing in the game that kind of tells you if you're on the right path, you know you're on the wrong path when either you get killed by way overpowered enemies or there are certain like doors that you can't get through or, or places that you can't reach yet. So you know you kind of have to backtrack to, uh, you know, get power-ups. That's another big thing about um, uh, Metroidvania games is like unlocking uh, uh, or, or, you know, gatekeeping different areas of the games with abilities uh and that is very much the case in this game yeah that's that is one of the big hallmarks of of this style of game and whether it be wall jumping in this specific type of game or a double jump or uh in other games where it's like you unlock a certain type of bomb or a certain key or or what have you you're it's just going to have like various parts of the map that aren't going to be accessible and you have to like kind of keep in the back of your mind like all right this looks like what I need to do as soon as I get this specific power up or ability. I, I got to remember to come back here. Yeah. And playing through this game uh, made me realize how closely related Metroidvania games are to Souls-like games. Uh, Souls-like games being games like mm-hmm. Dark Souls and Bloodborne and like those kind of games where those games are three dimensional and and um, it's like action or uh, not necessarily platform actually hardly any platform in those games, but um, in terms of like progression and like the open world feel, uh, when I was playing Hollow Knight, I was like a lot of the times I'm like man I feel like I'm playing a, a Souls game <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. especially with the benches which are kind of like you know the bonfires, bonfires right mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and like, um, the way that game handles death and the difficulty ramp, um, and enemies responding and like a lot of these, these things that you can apply to Metroidvania games also apply to Souls-like games. And like that, this game, playing through this game really made that really super aware. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on, on those two kind of genres and how they bleed together. Yeah. I think that (laughs) hollow Knight is just the perfect love child of those two genres. Like you were saying, you know, um, more so than any other game I've seen in its genre, it, it takes all of the good stuff from both of those. And I think puts it into one little inexpensive package that gives you so much. Yeah. It's fascinating because of it's, it's the, the punishment system, I guess is -hmm. is how we'll put it. So, um, I just want to get a little bit of this out of the way so that, uh, the listeners kind of understand what we're, what we're discussing a little bit clearer. So Hollow Knight is a game in which you play a nameless knight who is kind of just dropped into this massive underground network of tunnels, which was basically an old kingdom that has fallen to decay and you know we can avoid some of the lore stuff here to an extent but just this humongous humongous network is is filled with different enemies that you know in in this type of game like just get more and more difficult as you progress deeper or further into the tunnels so one of the the interesting things and which is why it draws such a comparison to like the from software games is 
when you die, uh, you lose all of your currency and a portion of your basically magic container. But in, in the context of this game, it's it's a soul container. Mm-hmm. And in order to retrieve that, you have to hunt down your ghost or in this case, shade, kill that. And then you get all of your stuff back, which is exactly what you do in Dark Souls mm-hmm. and RuneScape, right? <laughs> except except the soul that you have to fight is a bunch of angry 12 year olds that try and fight you <laughs> and the scary thing is they're always 12 like they don't age like you'll go back and they're the same people you were playing with but they're still 12 years old and you used to judge them like stupid 12 year olds but then you go back at like 25 and you're like man i wish i was you know, ageless like these guys but uh, the one thing I can say for this, which I, I kind of I, I what I don't like about the Souls games, I'll say, is I don't think the learning curve is quite as steep. Mm. This is a very hard game. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Shay might disagree with you on that one. <laughs> <at> that point. <laughs> well, OK, then I want to throw to Shay on this. Uh, yeah. What have you found difficult about this, Shay? Because I agree that it is difficult. So it's not so much like the game, it's just maybe specific to my skill level <laughs> at games. Right. Um, I'm just like very bad at like timing stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was like a section that has these like, you know, objectively speaking, super easy worms that like pop out of the ground oh. um, and then pop back in. You have to like jump around them. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> died a shameful amount of times yeah i i did as well and watching lex stream this i got mad at certain points (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) oh yeah i didn't catch it but you were telling me how easily uh lex took down the false knight i was (laughs) furious because you hadn't you were doing so well and like it's a little bit of schadenfreude you know what i mean like yeah. Oh man, I, I can't wait to see the first death because just like that, it, it is a weird feeling. Like it, it's a, it's it's something that you don't get in Can a lot of games. Up? Can you back up for one second? There, are you telling me that he had not experienced a single death until he got to the false knight? I don't think so. I didn't. I don't. I didn't die to the false knight either, did I? <laughs> no, you did it no. on the first try. You <laughs> brushes off shit. It was amazing. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was so mad. Okay. Like I'm it, Lex it's, it's and I like board games, hard. but I'm better at video games than everyone in the world. <laughs> Which is really, it's really funny because I'm terrible at board games. Uh, no, is that true? <laughs> it is true. I I've yet to be able to play time. a board game with you, although I would like to. <laughs> Man, that's really funny. Let me let me talk a little bit about things. So, um, I actually agree with Shay that this game is very difficult, but I find it difficult for different reason and i'm sure it's something that we're going to discuss further on uh, later on but i'm actually you know i i guess (laughs) playing this game made me realize that i'm better at like the twitchy stuff than i realized and like i love platforming i like you know i grew up a nintendo kid i love mario games and like platforming is is my jam um, so that kind of stuff and like, and like the, and the combat as well. I, I really like like learning the enemy's moves. And like I said before, Dark Souls games, like is all about just like learning their loops and like taking advantage of their weaknesses and like, like that kind of stuff. Um, and 
so all of that came really natural to me. What made the game very difficult in in my eyes was the exploration aspect of the game and like the whole Metroidvania idea of like we're not going to tell you where to go. You just have to oh, figure out yeah, where you sure. want to go. That like I struggle with so much and you guys have been talking about I sh- I was streaming this game and I got so lucky that uh I had this person who <laughs> likes to like just oh, I'm glad you brought like, this up, Lex. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Outgoing yeah. Zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had this person who likes to lurk on Hollow Knight streamers, especially like uh, beginners, and just kind of um, you know offer some help. And he, they were very, very <laughs> good at like <laughs> they were very good at just giving me like basic general direction on where to go because that they could tell I was struggling with that and I I didn't want to because I was streaming this if I wasn't streaming this and I had more time I would have loved to just kind of like try to get better at like figuring out this world um but because I was streaming this and I and and was trying to prep for this podcast I kind of wanted to get through the game as fast as I could and so this I, this person was just invaluable <laughs> to me to like say okay no uh, you you kind of want to keep going left here um, yeah that even the simple directions like that made a huge difference in like my enjoyment of the game if I didn't <laughs> have that I would probably feel exactly the way Shay does <laughs> about this game which I don't want to spoil how Shay feels about it. I don't even know how Shay feels about it, I was gonna you say know, you're uh, taking some liberties with my feelings <laughs> on this game yeah I'm, I'm sorry I don't I, I'm, I'm making assumptions for sure but uh, I, that all I mean is that I don't know if I would be as infatuated with this game if I didn't have that so I, that that's something about this game that increases the difficulty a lot is like it does not hold your hand mm-hmm. at all. And if you go into this completely blind without someone like that, who's like behind your shoulder telling you kind of where to go, um, you don't want someone telling you exactly what to do because a lot of the fun of the game is the exploration and like, you know, dying to kind of figure out, you know, how to do stuff. But, you know, it's... It, it's hard to reconcile that with someone like Shay and I who are not good at these kind of games for two very different reasons. Yeah. I mean, Outgoing Zero more or less functioned as a, a Hollow Knight Sherpa for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas I did Shay a huge disservice because <laughs> I, I played this ahead of them. And as I started getting to more and more areas of the map, I sent them a screenshot of like the full map and i i think i might have overwhelmed them a little bit yeah i probably would have stopped playing if, <laughs> if i, I saw seen that the entire map, map. cuz it's be like, huge mm-hmm. yeah. well you know what you know what really actually killed me on those dan was when you sent me one that wasn't complete <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was like i have about 70% of the map open and it was like 700 areas to me it seemed at least yeah but, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's a huge network of tunnels and like gorgeous environments. Like there are 15 oh, yeah. unique environments in this game, like different main areas to get to. There's there's a few more, but they're kind of related to story or some of the expansions. So I, I won't get into those too much. But as far as the the main game, there's there's 15 unique areas. And once you complete the the, the map for the first area, the um the Forgotten Crossroads, like that's still pretty big. Multiply that by at least 15 because every area is just as big, if not bigger, 
than that starting point. Other than the hive, the hive is a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. but it's it it can easily get overwhelming, especially if you're you're just not good with directional stuff. Like early on, Lex, on your stream, you you were sort of leaning on that map a lot, which we mm-hmm. we talked about. Offline. I still am. Oh, I still am. I oh, open yeah, yeah. up that map every five seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I, and also, you know, I I learned through this game. I guess I I knew this, you know, already. But I don't know my my left from my right apparently because they <laughs> they would tell me you need to go right now. And I, would I start wasn't going to call you out on that. But <laughs> I knew that Shay was. I knew Shay was going to. So, so I was going to get ahead of. You just dive in front uh, of it. I I started going left, and and they would. God bless them. They would be like, uh, "Your other left, <laughs> right, right." Yeah, but but to your point, like um, I played this in a vacuum. Like I didn't I didn't look up yeah. any sort of spoilers, and I I wasn't streaming it. And Matthew, which is the way to play? Honestly, if you are, if a listener knows nothing about this game and wants to play this game, do not look up walkthroughs. Do not watch a whole lot of video. Like just go into it blind. Honestly, if you have time. If you want to really experience the game the way that it it's meant to be experienced, that's that's yeah, the way I to think do so. Too. Sorry, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Matthew, did you also like play this kind of blind, or did you like look anything up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty guilty of like, and I, I I'm comfortable with this fact of like, if I'm just stuck, and if I'm stuck at the point of which like my fun is steadily decreasing. I'm okay to look up like a game facts or something yeah. to help me get through a, a section, but. Yeah, for the most part, I went in pretty blind. I didn't really follow a guide or anything, unless I was absolutely stuck. Or there was a boss I absolutely could not beat, and there was nowhere else I thought I could go. Um, But yeah, I agree that I think it's most fun played with zero guide. But you, yeah, it's like you have to have a patience for that sort of thing. And, you know, maybe you just have to take it in smaller bites, you know? You don't have to play for five hours wandering around. Um, Yeah, and and Team Cherry is really cool about people using it on streams like they have no problem with people monetizing it even though they've stated like the spirit of this game is kind of that that feeling you get from exploration in the old zelda games where Mm, you know you were in an era before you could look things up online like you might buy a strategy guide for some of these like back in the day but like (laughs) the nes zelda games or or even uh a link to the past like those kind of things weren't available like if you Mm. found something you were legitimately finding it and it might not be years until it becomes common knowledge that you know if you knock on this wall and put a bomb there you know something will happen it's just weird to me in a little bit of a way that like they they're fine with that like because yeah you can watch like full speed runs you can watch people play it on twitch or or you know, there's a hundred thousand different People, wait, hold on lore videos. We'll speed run this fucking game. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently the speed runs are pretty wild, and I could see it. It's one of the most impressive like games I've ever seen speed ran. Yeah. I guess as soon as I finish this game, that's going to be the first thing I do is look up speed runs because I love speed run. Mm-hmm. I love watching people speed run games, um, and so that's going to be really cool to watch. But. I'm actually looking up what the yeah. get the current fuck out of here. Yeah, the glitchless. What is 34 it? minutes. Woo! Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's that's probably like get to well, no spoilers, but get to the first main ending, you know, yeah. which you can do that fast if you're if you know the map like the back of your sure. hand. Right. But, uh, I'd love to see like a 100% speed run. I do want to discuss that a little bit. Kind of what 
the overarching goal is mm. without without dipping too much into lore. So right at the beginning of of the Forgotten Crossroads, there's uh, the Black Egg mm. Temple, mm. and you don't know why. Like they don't give you any sort of real reason, but you understand that you have to unlock this tomb, uh, or you know just door, I guess. You don't really know mm-hmm. it's a tomb, but through little bits and pieces kind of as you progress. And I, I related this to like Fallout or or any like really deep lore game where you pick up bits and pieces of the story as you go. If you want to, you learn exactly what your goal is as the Nameless Knight, why you're there, where you came from and kind of the history of of this area. But you can just blaze through it without really giving a shit and, and just be a killing machine. Which is, mm-hmm. it, it might be a fun way to play. Honestly, that's kind of how I feel like I'm playing it. Because I am talking to, like, everyone that, uh, you know, I, I, I encounter or whatever. But honestly, like, I don't feel like I know that much about the lore. And I'm, like, ten hours into the game, you know. And maybe yeah. it doesn't <laughs> get revealed till later. But um, I, I feel like I probably should know more with how far I have gotten into the game. Well, that's the thing. I would disagree that I love that, you know, throughout my whole playthrough, I, like Shay said, I was just a killing machine. <laughs> I didn't know what my goal was. I was like, I, all I know is I'm here to kill bugs, you know? I'm going to kill you if you get my way. I'm going to kill the mantis lords if you get my way. And you're, it's, it doesn't, you know, shovel a story into your mouth like Halo, you know, like mm-hmm. you're Master Chief and you are, you know, this is your mission. Okay, you just but like, what if you were Master Chief? lex you are one area away from from the first like kind of big exposition oh great i'm excited for that then it kind of gets into what you have to do to unlock that door and again it's something you can dive into a little bit more if you want to but not totally necessary if you don't yeah it's man this game is fascinating i really like it there's also just like little tiny bits that are completely inconsequential that they thought to add. So like the environments are damageable, right? Mm. Uh, like you can knock down signs or, or mm-hmm. like, you know, just little fixtures Grass and things like that. Things. I feel so bad about breaking like the chandeliers. I'm like, someone, someone <laughs> made these and like, <laughs> well, so the fascinating thing about that is like deep, deep, deep in the game, there's just this little piece of information. There's a race of bugs that that's their whole job and oh, they love it. <laughs> they are just in the background the entire game fixing signs or or little pieces of furniture or whatever and that's their whole goal in life. Oh, so like, we're they're we're, thrilled about we're, it. We're keeping those those people employed. We're creating jobs basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a little bit of a stretch. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make myself feel better about all the destruction <laughs> I've been raining down upon. Me. <laughs> yeah, when I buy something from Amazon, it keeps an Amazon employee employed. <laughs> it keeps them peeing in plastic <laughs> bottles, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other thing that I, I absolutely love about this game is just the overall atmosphere. Uh, it's cutesy, but yet dark. It's like some real Tim Burton shit. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the the more you get into it, you realize how twisted certain aspects of this game are. And I, I've teased you about this a number of times offline now, Lex, but tell the listeners about the grubs. Oh, I love those little guys. So th- this game is very dark, but it's very cute. 
Like my, yeah. <laughs> I had my sister who joined the stream, and she literally said, "Like I don't know what's going on, but it's very cute." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, like your character is very cute, despite the soulless eyes that it has, and um, you know all the. It, it's funny because like you don't know whether you're running into an NPC or an enemy a lot of the times. Like, I'll, like yeah. you'll go and try to talk to someone, and then they'll start attacking you, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Um, but there's <laughs> these little grubs that are. Well, so one of the first areas you can go to in the game is this this grub, but he's older. He's the grub father, right? That's his name, right? Um, yep. And he he's like this cute grub, old grub with a mustache, and he's just sobbing. And he's sitting on this mound with a bunch of empty holes, and you can assume that this is his nest and all of his children are missing. So then you go and you explore, and throughout the the mines or you know tunnels or whatever you find these grubs that are locked in these glass cases and you break them and you free them and then you can go back to the grub father and he'll reward you for saving his children um so that's a really neat mechanic in the game for to unlock these we haven't talked about geos at all but it's it's basically a currency in the game that you use to unlock items and stuff and the main way you get geos is by killing enemies but if you don't want to have to grind geos or a few if you die and you lose your your soul or your shard, what is it called again? I'm sorry, the um, shade. The shade. shade. Thank you. Yeah. If you die once, your 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 shade gets lost. But if you die again before you can recover your shade, you lose all your geos. Which, let me tell you, really sucks <laughs> when you have a thousand <laughs> geos. Uh, which happened to me last night. It was absolutely heartbreaking. I almost wanted to quit the game. But uh, I did it with three thousand. So don't oh no, that just like hurts my heart to hear. Um, but and it was really stupid too. I died in the dumbest way possible. Anyway, so, was it trying to dodge worms that have a very readable pattern? <laughs> <laughs> Almost as dumb as that. Uh, I think I got ran over by an elevator. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair, why do the elevators have spikes yeah. on? Them? Oh no, no, no. Yeah. I, not that end of the elevator. The other end of the elevator, <laughs> like crush underneath one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one way that you can, if you don't want to have to just like uh, grind and kill a bunch of these little enemies and get three geo at a time or whatever, you can save these these grubs and then the the grub father will rain geos down on you for saving his children now they are very cute and i love them and i love finding them it's super satisfying to like go exploring and like killing a bunch of enemies and then you see a grub and you save him and he's so cute and thankful and he digs down and so like that's been like one of my favorite yeah the sound is the sound design we'll have to talk about later but i i love them and i'm like oh these guys are gonna be a fan favorite like i'm gonna talk up how much these how cute these guys are and then every time i would say something about them (laughs) people in the in the chat who have played this game were like oh man Lex, (laughs) you you don't know what's coming (laughs) so there there are 46 scrubs in total yeah like all throughout the area and there is an in-game reason as to why they're all kept in those glass boxes Models. I, I figured. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you, do you want to know what happens when you rescue all of I them? Think, I think I'm ready to I'm ready to face the truth. I don't think I, I can in good conscience 
keep uh <laughs> keep the hood over my eyes here i think i should know here so uh we should probably let the listeners know if they don't want to be spoiled with this this might be a good time to mute the the podcast for a minute or skip ahead yeah. or whatever skip ahead 30 seconds and return to hear lex screaming because <laughs> <laughs> and i told shay about this really early on as well when you return after finding the last grub the grub father is no longer in his hole he is on the ground and massive and you just hear the sounds of all the little grubs from within him. And he just looks very satisfied, very full. And it's not specifically said that he just ate them for the sake of eating oh them. This might be part of their evolutionary, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is the or something, they but exist. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah. And that's kind of a perfect encapsulation of, of like, it's super cute. And then just takes these weird, dark turns oh, out of nowhere. That's horrifying. I yeah. thought they were going to turn out to be, <laughs> like, evil, it. and then you were going to have to fight all of them or something. Oh, man, this is so much <laughs> well, worse. I would have liked that more. Yeah, this is so much worse. <laughs> no, but that that is an interesting thing to, break, uh, to bring up, because almost everything through Hook or Crook is fightable at some yeah. point. Through the different expansions they've done, and one of the coolest things that, that Team Cherry has done is... They've released several free expansions for this, which is incredible. Like, no game does mm -hmm. that. I was surprised. I was shocked because I went on Steam ready to, like, pay for the base game and then pay for all the expansions because I just wanted to get it all out of the way because I knew I was going to enjoy the game. And I was shocked when I was like, hey, why won't you take any more of my money? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, no, it's, like, it's cool to hear that, you know, all those expansions are kind of built in. Yeah, I think it's, it's four expansions in total. Two are, like, kind of different ways to play and two added completely new content, completely new charms, which mm -hmm. are like uh, attachable power-ups that you can, you know, work in and out. It's it's incredible how much they put into this game. And and again, for just that base price is unheard of. In fact, the, uh, the sequel that they're currently working on was originally intended as mm -hmm. an additional expansion, and it just got kind of too big for its own good. And so they're like, well, this is going to have to be its own game. Oh, man. Don't get me started on the sequel, man. <laughs> well, no, let's 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 talk about it a little When's bit. When is it supposed to come out? It's so it's so I'm so excited. It's oh, God, it looks so good. So so I know Lex has encountered this character. Shay hasn't yet. I don't think you've run into her. But the protagonist of the next game, you play as Hornet. Hell yeah. <laughs> who is objectively like the coolest character. In 100%. This game. I hated fighting her. I hated, not because, <laughs> oh yeah, not because I hate her guts, I, but I want to play. No, 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 no. I didn't hate fighting her because I thought her fight was tough. I hated fighting her because I thought she was way cooler than I was. And I'm like, yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever play, I lost uh, that fight. Did you ever play Mega Man times. X? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like your X and she's zero. And funnily enough, uh, Zero's my favorite character. <laughs> hey, perfect. <laughs> yes. Like in that in that opening <laughs> level in Mega Man X, we're like, why does he have so much cooler stuff than yeah, I have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. But yeah, I'm I'm so stoked for this extra game. Like for this next game. It's an entirely different area. You have all of her skills and power-ups. It almost looks like it plays more like Shovel Knight. Mm. in that like you yeah. just get more and more abilities and and things to throw at people oh it looks so good speaking of which i almost played that game instead of this game 
<laughs> I went to I went to download this game and I was messaging Shay and I was like, "Oh, I'm getting ready for my playthrough of Shovel Knight." And she was like, "You mean Hollow Knight, right?" <laughs> Shay, you definitely should not have told oh, them. Oh man, <laughs> it would have been so good. That is hilarious. <laughs> it comes into this podcast like, who the fuck is Hornet? <laughs> yeah. Just did, like when you do a book report on the wrong book, it'd be, it'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, but what I started to say is, so everybody is fightable at some mm. point. Pretty much all of the NPCs, all the shopkeepers, like there's there's an in-game mechanic for one of the expansions where you can fight everybody, which is, that's even more insane like to reprogram a character to be like well what would this character that we never intended to be a, a fight like how would they fight like the fight with sly is apparently nuts i was just Ooh. about to say sly would be an interesting <laughs> yeah. Encounter, yeah or like the 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 thing with the long neck i can't think of her, her name oh what's her name the giraffe she, yeah uh, the giraffe in the uh, character yeah yeah in the in the king station mm-hmm. no queen station mm-hmm. queen station yeah 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 yeah, but man, I, I I can't say enough positive things about this game, but we do always go through our pros and cons for the games that we're discussing. So I'm going to open up the floor to that. What what are your guys' pros and cons for this game? Just straight off, a pro for me is the soundtrack. I think that is a big winner for me for any game that I play. Um, Absolutely I think this beautiful, soundtrack yeah. is amazing. Yeah, this was um, a game that was funded through Kickstarter initially, and one of their stretch goals was actually to get a composer. So... It was just through crowdfunding that this uh, this soundtrack ended up being as gorgeous as it is, mm-hmm. and it is phenomenal. I'm really interested before I... Because uh, I've been talking a lot about what I love about the game. I'd love to hear some more cons from in- any of you. Because oh, um, right now, I'm not I'm not seeing a whole lot. Like I said, like the most difficult th- for thing for me is navigation. I would love some sort of like option where I could turn on... like. Um, I don't know, some sort of like <laughs> having a Twitch person behind my shoulder at all times or whatever, like <laughs> in game telling me where to go. Well, yeah, uh, you had mentioned during your stream having like a Navi like yeah. character. Not, not as annoying, obviously, but, yeah. but but I was I was thinking about that and maybe not something as far as that. But um, I think that um, I, have any of you guys played uh, uh, Hades yet? No, I've watched no. you play it. I heard you're incredible at it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hades does uh, something very interesting where uh, you, there's a setting that you can turn on if you want to be able to progress through the game faster. And it basically means that it, Hades is a roguelike, so you're dying all the time. Right. And every time you die, it ups your defense, basically, making you a little bit more durable. And that small little tweak makes the game way easier to get through and i'm not saying that this game needs like the same thing like that like nothing mm. with defense or anything like that. That, that that doesn't work for this game but something like that where you can turn on it that makes you know the navigation just a little bit more friendly <laughs> like something that holds your hand a little bit more um i don't know yeah that, it, i think it can be argued that that would kind of take away the challenge of the game and take away a lot of what makes this game beautiful and fun. But for someone like me who doesn't have endless hours of time to be able to, you know, explore through all of this game. Like, Shay, what do you think? Would you have enjoyed this game more if you had something like that? Or do you think that's not what it was? It was just purely like the timing and the platforming stuff for you. 
I do kind of agree with you that it would be nice to know like what my objectives are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess would be the way I would put it. But like, I do, I do agree with. Uh, I think Matthew specifically brought this up about how like the the beauty of the game is in the, or maybe it was Dan, but the beauty in the game is the exploration. Yeah. And while I suck at <laughs> all of the enemies, like fighting all of the enemies and like platforming in general, I do have a lot of fun just trying to fucking pick up where I was. Sure. I'm the same as you, Lex. When, as soon as I got the map, I was using it every five seconds. <laughs> but like after a while, I would just kind of like sit back and, you know, after you die 18 times in the same area, you're kind of like, oh, I know how to get there now. Sure. So I think... It would be helpful to have like a mode where you have kind of like maybe more of the signs yes. scattered around. I think that's a that great be, idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think like an option where you could turn on more signs would be helpful. Mm. That's that's they, a very elegant solution, I think. Yeah. Because the signs are really like when I find a sign, like especially a bench sign, I like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the best feeling in this yeah, game. Yeah, and it, they, they're so simple, aren't they? It's not like, mm-hmm. go this way to heal. It, it just yeah. has a symbol. It kind of guides you, and you figure it out from there. It doesn't hold your hand, necessarily. No, so that this is, game yeah, there's no text at all. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's an important element to keep in the game. Is I, I think it's, it's really good that it doesn't hold your mm. hand because Definitely. um it lends itself to this to the story of the game because the the feeling of figuring things out then it, it just it's so rewarding mm-hmm. like when you go oh okay i can connect this to this as opposed to you know an objective marker saying go to this place actually figuring right. that out is right. a great feeling yeah and to your point shay it's like a part of the world you are you're right. you're an outsider coming into this world there's mm-hmm. no one there to guide you. You're completely alone on your mission, and so you kind of have to figure it out. And that's the way the game is designed. And I think yeah. it is a really excellent way to do that. The only other, yeah. the only pro I want to talk about in this part is um, the attention to detail. I think that, especially in regards to like trying to throw out like tropey video game mechanics, and what I mean by that is like. For example, like the the idea of this map, you know, like in most video games, you have a map that, um, you know, it doesn't really make sense that you would have all this information right off the bat, right? And there's a character in the game that actually will sell you a map. You know, the map that he sell, sold you, he's not done with, right? And so you have to go out and, and fill in the map. But you can't fill in the map until you buy a quill, which just makes sense in the mm-hmm. real world, right? And then yeah, you- everything makes perfect sense within the context of of just reality, but specifically with the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. And like you yeah. only fill in the map when you're sitting on a bench. And the the attention to detail, what I mean is like even in the animation, they didn't even need to like when you sit on a bench and it like says like oh map updated, your character actually pulls out the mm-hmm. map and starts writing in the with mm-hmm. the quill. Yeah. And I l- absolutely yeah. love that. Like, <laughs> it's like stuff like that that like they don't need to do. And like you can walk around with the map open, but if you do, you are walking slowly and your character actually has the map out in front of you, which is just like you don't see that in games like video game logic tells you you should be able to run around with the map up and and like that not inhibiting you your movement yeah that's something that i kind of miss is like thinking back to like majora's mask you had to buy a map from tingle the map 
seller. You know, right. you didn't. It didn't just give that it to you. You had to save up. Map seller. Right. And but uh, even then, when you would open up the map in the game, time would stop. Right. And like that just yeah. doesn't make any sense if you think about it. Like whenever you're yeah. on your phone, like looking at your GPS in your car, your time doesn't just stop. Like maybe it, it would be cool <laughs> if it did. There'd be less accidents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in kind of kind of in comparison, like if you're playing Halo, you know, Master yeah. Chief obviously has a super billion dollar helmet that right. will have a, you know, a map that scans the area built into it. And you're like, OK, I guess that makes sense. It's always in the corner of my screen. Yeah. But if you're playing uh, like Assassin's Creed, you're right. in the 1800s. You always have this little digital map in the corner. It's just always there, holding your hand, telling you what's around. You know, right. and so and I, I think guess the, the the argument against that was like, well, it's it's a representative of your character just knowing the mm-hmm. area, right? That you don't as a player, but it makes sense in this game because you don't know the area. Your character. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, your character, I was. I, I, yeah. I love that you brought that up because um, specific to like like the point that Matthew was making or the the comment that Matthew made about Assassin's Creed like yeah. where you have a map of a like a 1400s area and it's just popped up in the corner of your screen like yeah. that that it like it doesn't make sense right. but it in Hollow Knight like first off it does make sense like you buy a map from someone and they have a limited scope of what that map looks like and then as you explore you add to that map yourself i love it and i think uh, lex i think you brought it up earlier but like the sense of accomplishment that you get from filling out even just filling out the fucking map is fantastic (laughs) you know what i mean so true and and i think that ultimately like my biggest pro for this game is how the game, it doesn't hold your hand, mm-hmm. but it does a great job of encouraging you mm-hmm. to do the things that you're capable of. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like this game is not so hard that at no point can you go and not ever beat one boss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It grows with you. So, like, as you're playing, you are becoming more capable of taking on this map and and exploring these areas and i think that the game does a really good job of just encouraging you to push yourself yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like it's, you it's... may not be able to do this one thing right now but you will be mm-hmm. because you're going to learn from all of these other things yeah mm-hmm. and i think that that's i think like the the shade mechanic is not new to games. I think that th- that is like this game's way of holding your hand. It's like you learn from this experience, so you don't like you don't have to like lose everything that you got, mm-hmm. you know, along yeah. the way. And I think that I, I just think that this game does a really good job of like put not pushing you to be better is not like the right phrase. Because like it's it's not like uh, like a drill sergeant or something like that where it's just like mercilessly pounding you into the ground <laughs> or something like that. But like like a Dark Souls game would be yeah like it's, it's <laughs> right exactly <yeah>. right. <laughs> but it does encourage you to take the things that you've learned from the last for you know obviously it's not a run but like your last run basically and apply it to different areas of the map. And as you learn to do new things, it does a good job of incorporating like areas of the map that you can go to to now use those things mm-hmm. it just continually encourages you to to learn and grow mm-hmm. basically it does one of my favorite things in in video gaming which is it's difficult but it's not unfair mm-hmm. like i've been playing a lot of enter the gungeon and there are some things that are straight up just <laughs> cheap in that game like someone will shoot you from from just off 
your your range of vision. And it's like, well, there's no way I could have avoided that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And this doesn't really do that. Yeah. Like even in the bosses, which like you like I would reach a boss and you guys would be like, oh no, this one sucks. Like this is one of my least favorite bosses or whatever. I always felt like I knew why I lost. Would I yep, when yeah, I would definitely. die? I'd be like, oh, you know, like, or the boss would get a hit off. I'd be like, okay, you deserve that one. <laughs> like, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll you, give you that. Yeah, yeah. It's like one hundred percent. I think the game is it balances that line perfectly of like being difficult but fair. You you, you yeah. put it perfectly. Yeah. You just got through one of the only ones that like really throws in a curveball, yeah. which is the Soul Master. Like, because after you beat him and they go through all of the the normal stuff that they go through when you beat like one of the major bosses, he goes, nah, fuck that. This fight isn't over. And like (laughs) continues to attack you. And I tried my best to like, not so subtly, but like, all right, look, keep, keep your wits about you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, I don't need to dash. Dashing's for suckers. And then immediately that second part of the game, that that fight kicked in. Yeah. And it's so fun watching you play this because the just, blatant hubris <laughs> you know what i mean I, because almost every yeah. single time you said something along the lines of like oh this is so easy bam you get hit <laughs> right away it was beautiful yeah yeah but i think we're all pretty much in agreement that that we like this game yeah. but we have devised a very formal way of discussing that so we're gonna go right into our rating system so uh for first time listeners we do a 10-point system divided up between five specific categories and then five points at the end for whether or not we think it's worth the cost. So, Shay, do you want to dive in? I would love to, Dan. Question number one for one point. Does it work? I think I can speak for everyone, Rice, mm-hmm. and say, yeah, this absolutely works. Yeah, Probably more than absolutely. almost any other game I've played it does. Yeah, it's yeah. It's super, super satisfying. Everything responds really well. And again if you get hit it's kind of your own fault Mm -hmm. like i don't think it's ever on the game itself some of the best uh design for a difficult game that i've ever seen yeah it's also like we haven't talked too much about like you know i mentioned that i love platforming i think the the platforming in this game is very uh the movement is very satisfying especially after you get the the dash Mm -hmm. and i think the mechanically it feels really solid we talked about the difficulty of the bosses, but also there's some areas where it really ramps up the difficulty of the platforming. And yeah. it is just like, it's really satisfying when, when you, when you learn how to, to navigate some of these areas. Yeah. Yeah. Early on, you had one of those, Oh fuck that moments mm-hmm. where you saw like a bunch of thorns and there were those like lightning bugs that, <laughs> that created the little, yeah. your, your Sherpa was like, no, 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 you can do this. <laughs> and like, you got through it yeah. pretty pretty handily, I might add. And yeah, it's that kind of thing where it's like nothing is unfair. Like once you kind of have your bearings about you, you can tackle all of these these things. Once you have the wall jump, like you know how to incorporate that. Once you have the dash, you know how to incorporate that. And so the controls being as solid as they are really, really help with that. So yeah, I think that's a point across the board. We should We should have just had outgoing zero on the show. Yeah, Honestly. right. <laughs> you didn't need to have me on the show. You should have just. Had me on here's zero. here's the thing, because because outgoing zero clearly like can just discover Twitch streams. He'll find this episode anyway. So, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send it to them. 100. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. Question two: Is it fun? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that the fun comes from how rewarding overcoming those obstacles is. Definitely. 
Lex. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Yeah, I have. I would I, not be I playing do... it for for ten hours if I didn't think it was yeah. fun. <laughs> I my, but... I value my time way too much. <laughs> You're you're talking to two people that played My Name Is Mayo, so uh, <laughs> our time is more or less like you know worthless. I I'll say it's fun. I I would like to to not not so much an asterisk, but like a kind of a uh, like a note to make this game fun. You have to kind of find your own limit for yeah. what you're willing, like how how poorly you're willing to do before it becomes not fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely it gets gets a point for me, but like it it's kind of an individual level of fun, yeah. I would say. You yeah, know what I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's the like, same as how people sometimes get enjoyment out of Dark Souls games. Like that's not a thing for me because I do think the difficulty is is too much of a spike, and I don't love just like dodge rolling for five minutes straight, <laughs> you know, in order to take a single strike on a dragon. I like the again like the balance between difficulty and fairness is right on the money here i will say right. sorry shay i keep doing this right before you cut, trying to move on but <laughs> would i have found the game as fun as i do if i did not have someone navigating and like making up for how bad i am at nav like exploration <laughs> i don't know i honestly don't know um there was like a two-hour chunk of my stream yesterday where they weren't there and i was tr- trying to find things on my own and i can honestly say while i was still having fun it wasn't quite as much fun as when they are there so you know if i didn't have them from the beginning i i might feel very differently about this game so that's just something to know i I, it doesn't take away my my fun factor but yeah i kind of pointed you in a direction at one point and so you had like a little bit of a basis to go off of but but yeah i will say i started having way more fun with the game when i discovered dash (laughs) after i got (laughs) the dash ability the game became like 50 percent more fun Mm -hmm. so those are kind of just like the Mario rules, right? Running and jumping makes yeah. things more fun, I guess. Yeah. So. All right, next next point. Does it look good? I think this is an easy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is beautiful. The The characters and the environments are all hand-drawn as well, oh, wow. which oh, is yeah. baffling to me. I would not have guessed that at all. <laughs> That's really impressive. Just the depth of field aspect of it. Like, this is a two-dimensional game in, like, tunnels you know you would not think that this game would be conducive to a like a game that makes you feel like you're in the middle of this vast area and it's just purely because of the the depth of field like the the particles floating in front of you and like Mm -hmm. the the blurred uh imagery in the background like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is just absolutely beautiful i did not think i was gonna like the art direction of this game because i thought at first it was too monochromatic i thought it was just going to be kind of like black and white you look at the screenshots of this game and you're like okay this is just going to be like all black and white but it's not mm-hmm. at all like they use colors yeah. in a brilliant way yeah well i mean actually that's that's a great point because it is pretty desolate and pretty gray and like bluish mm-hmm. tones and stuff like that but like the first area you have access to after that is lush and green and vibrant you you kind of get the sense that it's humid you kind of get this like they did so much with just the art style just keeps expanding like you just got to crystal peak which Mm -hmm. is you know like mines with these huge like pink rock formations and again feels entirely different like the fact that every area feels totally separate and those blend points as well Mm-hmm. Like where you're going from one to the other. It's, oh, God. 
So yeah, that, it's not like you just walk through a door. There's a loading screen. All of a sudden, it's you're in a pink crystal wonderland. You know, yeah. it's like right. you're you're just walking through a tunnel and you go up and down, and then all of a sudden you're in this place and you're like, wow, I didn't even notice the transition there. Yeah, um, exactly. I, can we just appreciate the absolutely amazing design that these developers had to do with all of these different biomes and areas of just leading you from uh, one to another? You know, because they obviously yeah. you go to the forgotten crossroads first and then the moss path is next and then after that that's kind of how they guide you it being a metroidvania you can't progress in certain ways they just i think it's just masterful how they kept everything pleasing to the eye you're not like you know you don't get too tired of a location for too long they help Mm -hmm. you progress to a new place that's refreshing it's super great all right next point is there replayability? I think definitely. Again, even if you're just a completionist, like there's so much more to discover. And after you beat the final boss, like Matthew had said early on, like it tells you what your progression percentage is. They then drop you back right before that boss fight starts and you can go, well, let's see what there is to discover. So I think I was roughly at the same percentage after my first time fighting the boss. I'm at like 91 now. Wow. And I, I haven't gotten <laughs> sick of it. Well, that's out of 113% because of the expansions. <laughs> I was going to well, say, one of the, I, I looked at one of the tr- the trophy list for that game, and one of the trophies on uh, PlayStation is complete the game to 112%. Yeah, 112, <laughs> so, like, right. You can, oh. you can finish the game, you can get to 100%, but you're still not fucking done. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, plus there's a, a whole other version that has a permadeath. Oh no. Mechanic? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's not for me. Oh. Actually, when you had started the stream, someone had even said, like, you know, play that version or no balls. Oh. And I don't think you had <laughs> that was frame of reference as to what it meant yet. Yeah, I uh, didn't know. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zero also said that, like, there are people out there who mod the game to make it tougher. And it's like, but, you know, get, the Good f- Lord, get yeah. out of here. I don't have time for this shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other games, too, man. Yeah. Right? Fucking play Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I can't really speak to the replayability because I haven't finished the first playthrough yet, but I could definitely see myself coming back. I did want to ask a question about like the progression and like the 100% thing. It's not like the Arkham games, right? Where it's like you have to find all the the Riddler things in order, you know, like, like, no, the X, like the, the percentage things are like, reasonable and like interesting right it's not just like find all of these things on a map right no because that that is one of the great things is that it's not a -a collect-a-thon oh thank god thank god like (laughs) it's it's the 46 scrubs it's the 45 total charms um because some of the charms are upgradable so there's only 40 slots for it but it's it's 45 in total Hmm. technically does it include all of like the mask pieces or the yeah uh... it'll be mask pieces and soul containers but all of those things help gameplay right like right like right that's that like it's interesting to well, find the grubs things. probably no the grubs get you coins right like and and charms after a while too oh good yeah oh okay yeah cool. so it's it's like everything 
feeds back into itself into like a, a a good progressive loop where like a lot of those collectathons like you said it's just like oh i found this thing and that's it you know like yeah. Uh, yeah, i hate those things like i had to stop playing batman like arkham knight because i was just like i'm not finding any more riddler clue things these things <laughs> stupid um, but yeah yeah what a dumb way to like dumb down a great villain to yeah, just, right. Like, collect the crap, man. Collectibles. Yeah. 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 All right. Our last point before the cost to game ratio: Is there a story? We can just cut it off and say absolutely there mm-hmm. is, but it again, it's it's kind of what you make out of it. It's it's, not it's an incredibly deep. incredibly deep lore. I think that's what's really cool about the game is that two people can play the game the same way, but like by and large, like you can have a completely different story. Exp- like for example, mm-hmm. Lex and I are, are playing through the game like currently, and yeah. we'll have probably a very different experience mm-hmm. of the story and the lore because of the way we play. And I think that that's really like cool. Yeah. <laughs> if I could give this a bonus point, this would be where I would do it. Sure. <laughs> That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about the fact that like my playthrough initially is going to be almost completely different from somebody else's. So even the path that Lex took was entirely different than the way I went. Like I almost was like, "Hey, outgoing zero. Like maybe don't point him in this direction yet. Maybe <laughs> bring him back this way yeah. so he could do this. Maybe don't have a bash yeah. of his head against the mantis lords for <laughs> two oh, hours." <laughs> my God! Again. To try that with a with the base level nail, the base level health, yeah. like blew my fucking mind. I did, oh, and I man. did okay. Dan? I almost had it. I got to the second, the second. You were phase. really close because you're <laughs> really good at this game, and it made me mad. Dan sent me a message like while he was watching the stream, and he's like, "Man, if Lex fucking beats these mantis lords with the base nail and the base health and the base spirit, like I'm gonna fucking lose my shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right, so so our final five points then are going to be, is it worth the cost? So we're being more objective about this now rather than just a hard zero, hard five. You know, you can do it on a scale of, of zero to five, but I, I'm all in on this. This game retails at $15. I was fortunate enough to get it for free from uh, PlayStation Plus. It was one of the, the free give outs one month, but I would gladly pay $15 for the amount of content that this has and just the overall game experience. I absolutely love this game. This is a perfect 10 for me. Yeah, I think I got this game for like 12 bucks. I think I got it on sale, but like just, uh, you know, take like gameplay aside, just how deep this game is. Like you can pick up this game and every single time you're finding something new. Like that's that's really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And that is like easily worth 15 bucks. Like that's a yeah. that's an easy five for mm-hmm. me. A big part of my decision is uh, the developers kept adding, what, four content updates, and they were all completely yeah. free. You know, I think I bought the game for 15 bucks, and uh, that was just incredible to me. Uh, you know, I, I love games with developers who love their players, and they definitely do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, Lex, I think if you're in agreement, that's a perfect 10 out of 10 from all of us. Well, <laughs> I will say... Oh. <clears throat> oh no! Oh no! Nope! Nope! Oh, I will say <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I paid nineteen dollars for this game on Steam. Ooh! It is nineteen on Steam, and I was happy to pay that, and I was wanting to give them more money because I was ready hey! to buy the, the expansions for it as well. And, and like coming from a board game board game background, where games tend to be pretty expensive, 
I th- honestly, I think that this game is one of the most bang for your buck games you can ever buy that I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, even paying 19 bucks, you can find it free sometimes, like very heavily discounted or even free. If you have like PS plus and stuff, like if you haven't gotten this game yet, I think you should, even if you don't end up playing it, honestly, like you should play it. But <laughs> even if you don't like it, I think it's worth even paying that just to try it. And that's coming from someone who like, doesn't just throw around my money willy-nilly you know like i i think that it is absolutely worth worth the money 100 percent. so not even and now you, you have back, did you back the stardew valley game i did back the stardew valley game yeah so mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, mm-hmm. was a good game it was a good game it was a whole episode about it <laughs> well well now you have two complete podcasts combining their powers to tell you that this game is absolutely worth it yeah. so <laughs> fucking fantastic yes 10 out of 10. Well, I gave it an 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. We'll, we'll have to come up with a way to, to incorporate that at some point. But um, in the meantime, hey, everybody, you want to play a game? Chain me to a merry-go-round and blast my coworkers with a shotgun. I would love to play a game. <laughs> you know, I don't think Matthew and Lex co-signed on that kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> I mean, as you guys know, <laughs> I, I create a, a quiz for Shay at the end of every episode. And... In honor of our guests, I figured we would all play a game together. Nice. And in the spirit of your guys' podcast, this week's game is going to be Virtually Analog Multiplayer Expansion Edition. (laughs) Oh, fuck (laughs) it. I love it. I came up with a little quiz that is going to blend board games with video games, and I'm going to have you guys play as a team. Now, points matter for Shay. They are cumulative, so you guys will just be helping them out, you know, to get to their... Their goals. Great. All right. So I'm going to ask a question. You guys will be able to discuss it. And then you'll give me a final answer. Like as a group. Awesome. Fair? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So here we go. First question. What was the first known board game to be converted to a digital display? Oh, that's tough. It's easy to just like guess like chess or something. I would guess. My initial reaction is chess. But I would checkers. I think checkers would probably like, be easier. Sure. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that I remember there being like a checkers like included in the like uh, Windows uh, <laughs> card game yeah. grouping mm. on like Windows. Yeah, like the very first Windows mm. computer that was like commercial. But would, would there would there be one that's older than that? I would assume so. I would assume like there would be one where you'd print out. <laughs> the game like it wasn't actually on a display oh, yeah. it was a- well so yeah so this is specifically like for the on screen okay digital media great, yeah. great, 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 great. so what are you feeling I, i'm good with checkers i think that's i, I if it's not checkers it's going to be something obscure that we're never going to guess so mm-hmm. <laughs> i wouldn't i you know the way these games normally progress i don't go super super obscure right off the bat sure <laughs> that's not true <laughs> it, it might get there well, <laughs> I saved the Sonic one for last last time because that was definitely the weirdest. Uh, well, now, so no. <laughs> the fact that Nathan Drake was not Nathan Fillion was the fucking weirdest one. Kratos being based on a, a Nazi character isn't weirder We're, than that, that? All right, That fine. doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Oh, right, right, right. That's, That's right. not we, real. <laughs> we retconned that. All right. Anyway, final answer for first digital game. Matthew, you okay with checkers? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. 
All right, we're going with checkers. Yeah, drafts or checkers was uh, was made for the IBM seven hundred one in nineteen fifty one. Holy fuck! That's a lot older than that's wild. So that's one point. Well, so, All right, buddy. Go team. Let's have uh, you guys on more often. I've got more points <laughs> now than I've ever gotten on the first question. In you're, any you're one for one. All right. Possibly the board game converted the most individual times. What year was the first official Monopoly video game released? I had to include a Monopoly question <laughs> for Lex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Lex, what, what year have you blocked out of your memory? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a great question. Holy crap. Oh, man. I'm thinking it's got to be 80s, right? Like, I yeah. feel like that's when the tech the tech was probably good enough to do something like like Monopoly. What do yeah, you think, Because when, when was um, Pong invented? Because I'm trying to think of a timeline like Monopoly would be far after that. Like converted yeah. into digital. I think Pong um, was like late seventies, right? Exactly. So that's why I think you're kind of on track. Maybe mid to late eighties. What do you think, Shay? I don't know. Because Mo- tell you. Monopoly <laughs> itself is way older than that. I mean, Monopoly is mm-hmm. very old. Uh, you guys are thinking like mid to late eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have to have an exact year here? One? Is that the the question? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Shay? I'm gonna say 1986. I like that. I'm good with 86. That feels okay, good cool. to me. Yeah. Yeah. 86 How, final answer? I, yeah. yeah, 1986. Uh, it was wait, 1980. Wait, wait. Oh! <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for what? Okay, we got a decade. Uh, no, no, sorry. No, Dan, I was going to say what you're about to say, but it was just because I was going to change it to uh, George Orwell's book, and that's it. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm giving it to you. Woo! Hey, uh, nice. Now, interestingly, Wikipedia says that it was 85, but I did a bunch of digging because I'm an insane person. And the Commodore 64 version was released in December of 84. So technically, Fuck, it yes. released in 84. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm surprised we got as close as we did, even with our original guess. Like, that's, that's no, your good. logic was sound. Uh, I love it. All right, so that's two points. This is amazing. I love this. These two can use their brains, and I'm just like, ah, uh, but like, Kellen Quinn looks like Prince Noctis, so that's the answer. <laughs> uh, all right, question three. What is the name of the chess-playing IBM computer that was able to defeat world chess champion Gary Kasparov? Mm. I would just like to hone in on the fact that that guy's first name was Gary. <laughs> With two R's. Oh, two R's. That makes it Russian, right. Uh, oh. I feel like I definitely have heard this name before. Yeah, it's. Um, does it have a person's name or is it like a? No, I think it has a person's name. It's it's IBM, right? Um, its name was Jeff Bezos in anticipation <laughs> of the machine that every woman hate in twenty twenty twenty. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a helping hand. It is not a human name. Oh, it's okay. not. Okay, all right. Unless, unless you're like a, a rapper's kid, maybe. Unless you're Elon maybe. Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> no, yeah, genuinely, right. like maybe if you're a rapper's kid, you could be named this, I suppose. Oh, but man, you'll you'll know exactly why. Uh, Dmx. No. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, let's. Um, any any guesses? I'm, no. I'm like at a complete loss, man. Yeah, I don't. I'm thinking like maybe this. it's like a fruit or like uh something i don't know i'm gonna be so mad when i hear this too because you've definitely heard it before definitely everyone's heard it yeah yeah 
it was also featured on Futurama, I believe. Oh, oh now I should definitely should know this. Oh shit. Um I fucking love that. Show. Yeah, me too. Oh man, IBM. And you said it was IBM made it, right? Yeah, I believe this computer was part of Al Gore's Time Crusaders in that <laughs> oh, episode. Oh man. Oh man, I just watched that episode like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I just cannot think of the I the, it's, it's like yeah. The correct answer is not Stephen Hawking. He's not technically a computer. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, the rest of that team is coming back to me now too, and I can't. <laughs> is it? it it's not it was, Watson. It was Michelle is it? Nichols. Uh, no. no, Watson is a different one. one. Is it like yeah. Daisy or something? That's what I'm feeling. Uh, well, that wouldn't be a rapper thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, get... I'm going to give you guys uh, five seconds. We'll say, just in the interest of time. Yeah. You got anything? Well, I don't got it. No. Um, candy. <laughs> it's deep blue. Oh, uh, I knew huh. that. Deep blue. Oh yeah. man, it was on the. Oh, it was that's in the like... fishbowl. It was in the fishbowl. Just couldn't get it out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. After being defeated by Kasparov in 1996 in a standard six-game face-off, Deep Blue was heavily upgraded and beat Kasparov in 1997. Wow. Three and a half to two and a half when he won game six after a series of five straight draws. Awesome. If this kind of stuff interests any of you guys who are listening, uh, go watch the documentary on AlphaGo, which is Google's um, uh, program that beat the world's best Go player. Oh, it's one of the best doc- documentaries out there. Go, oh, go yeah. I've awesome. heard you talking about that. Yeah. It's really intriguing. I definitely thought you were going to do another fucking Queen's Gambit pull. <laughs> <laughs> I almost sense that, too. Next question. What board game, based on a video game, is subtitled The Uncooperative Cake Acquisition Game? Oh, that's got to be, um, that's got to be, uh, Portal, the Portal game, board game, right? <laughs> Portal, the board game. I know. Is it? I'm, I don't fucking know. Cake Acquisition. That's a good guess, that, I feel like. That's got to be. That whole question did not make any sense. <laughs> we so. might as well be speaking in a different language. <laughs> no, that's got to be... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they made a Portal board game. I'm not... Okay, I'm, 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 I'm safe to go with that. Dan, can you read the question one more time? What board game, based on a video game, is subtitled The Uncooperative Cake Acquisition Game? I thought that would help, but Portal sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't now. Now I'm having second get thoughts about it. I, I, it's funny. I have a, actually. I do remember this tagline specifically. I know. I know this game. Yeah. I, yeah. If it's not Portal, I, I'm not sure. All right. Well, what's our final answer? Portal. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah, it's Portal. Nice. Apparently, that game is trash too, yeah. based on reviews <laughs> I've seen online. So that's three points. Uh, next question. What game, which was officially the most popular mobile game of 2017, was converted to a physical board game? Of 2017, oh, uh, mm-hmm. Kingdom Rush. So I, so Kingdom Rush, they just made, uh, they just had an expansion on Kickstarter for the physical board game. Uh, Kingdom, have you guys ever played the mobile games, Kingdom Rush? No, no. I've played some of those type of yeah, games. I don't know if I played the, that one the, specifically. The board games are have been getting a lot of love. Apparently, it's a really good board game. I don't know if that timeline matches up though. 2017. That seems too late for it to be Kingdom Rush. I feel like Kingdom Rush was really popular as a mobile game earlier on. 
Yeah, this had the most active users in 2017, oh, which is no, why. No, no, it, it can't be. It's got to be. It's got to be like Farmville or something, right? Uh, I, don't I don't think they made a Farmville. Yeah, that was Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Farmville would have waned by the time 2017 came around. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. So I don't think it's Farmville, but you're probably on the right track yeah. with like the oh, kind of game. Yeah, Candy Crush is probably too. Yeah, early that was my other too. guess. RuneScape? Did I mention RuneScape yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was for only 12 and under. <laughs> 2017, very interesting. And it came out as a board game. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird was earlier. <laughs> that was way that earlier. Was, yeah, 2004. <laughs> I was going to say that was 13. when I was in high school. Yeah, 13 so or 14. Yeah. Going to need a final answer, yeah. folks. I mean, my best guess at this point is Kingdom Rush, but I don't think that's right. I don't think I played mobile games in 2017. I mean, it's... Well, what cool about... For that shit. I, <laughs> I mean, Fortnite, that's got to have had a lot of users, right? In, in 2017. Yeah. Does it help... Does it have a board game now? Not that it I has know. to, right? Yeah. Like Monopoly. Not, not that I know. You of. guys got are every be other piece of merch. So mad at this one. <laughs> so it's mad at Flappy this Bird, one. isn't it? <laughs> final oh, answer. Have we? Okay, okay. Before we submit this final answer, have we said it yet? Nope. Okay. Dang it. So it's got to be Temple Run. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's your go-to for a lot of these. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know it then. I think I have to pass. I feel yeah, I feel like I I'm, should know this. At, I'm racking know, my but... brains, but you know Does Angry Birds have a board game? Yes. Oh, well then it's Angry Birds. Let's say, let's just do that. Yeah. Twenty seventeen though, would that have been yeah. It was still pretty popular at the time. Like Angry Birds two or whatever. But PUBG. It, the most... Does PUBG have a board game? <laughs> I don't know. I, that weird ass IP. <laughs> PUBG did have a, like Fortnite. I think Fortnite has the more users than PUBG though in 2017. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh what's our, what's our answer though? Uh Portal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would make me really mad though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready for the answers? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. It's words with friends. Oh, of now course. here's the irony. Oh, here's course. the irony. Now, wait a minute. You mean you mean Scrabble? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. Because the board game was published by Hasbro, which already has the rights to you guessed it, Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. in essence, oh, Hasbro re- Hasbro re-released their own game, yep. but under a different name. That's one hundred percent true. Fucking I should have known. Yeah, I oh, should have guessed that. Uh huh. Oh, that's we so were on the right sense. track. I am, re- I am really mad about that. It's <laughs> another fucking Dave Jaffe move. Was he in yep. charge of the fucking Words with Friends board game? He might be on the board of directors for Zynga. I don't know. I'm going to uh, fucking get mad about Dave Jaffe again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Eager to further capitalize on the success of Donkey Kong Country, Nintendo released a board game version in 1995. What other official licensed 90s fad item was included in the box and was required to play the game pogs a donkey kong country board game this is amazing it's got to be pogs i'm out of my depth here boys it's got to be pogs anything pogs about it's got to be pogs okay it seems like some type of stupid shit nintendo would do (laughs) yeah it's pogs i'm just gonna i'm I'm, there's no reason hell yeah yes good job (laughs) 
<laughs> um, dude, this is the best. All right. That's four points. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, for our next question, in late 2001, early 2002, what video game board game hybrid caused Nintendo to provide 1.2 million gloves to users in order to avoid blisters, friction burns, and cuts, a move that saved them an estimated $80 million in lawsuits? I've heard this before. Yeah. What the oh, fuck no. would have been the thing in 2001? Yeah, that was at the year 2001. That would need gloves. Oh, 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 it's, um, it's, oh, I know this. It is, um, it's gotta be a Mario Party game. Because people were hurting <laughs> right? their hands on, like, certain mini games. That's, yeah. That's, that's would be my guess. Is that your final answer? What do you think? Yeah, I, I would go with you in that. Sounds good to me. I was seven, so... I didn't know shit. <laughs> yeah, it was Mario Party. Yes. Although no no lawsuits were ever filed, 90 complaints were sent to the New York Attorney General, who was at the time future governor and future scumbag oh, no. Elliot Spitzer. <laughs> Nintendo reached an undisclosed settlement with those affected, as well as $75,000 in state legal fees. Uh, so I still have scars. Oh, I really killed Nintendo, huh? I, I literally am looking at my hand at a scar right now that I got from... <laughs> a mini game playing Mario Party. Uh, <gasps> Nintendo, where's my money? <laughs> oh my god, that is. I I'm so fucking happy right now that like it just happened to coincide. That's wonderful. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, sorry I'm for like, your hand. I'm like but Slumdog also... millionaireing this quiz right now, <laughs> yeah. dude. For real. All right. Well, let's see how you do. Let's see how you do on this one. What strategy board game? With origins dating back to the Roman Empire, is playable is a playable mini game in Assassin's Creed Three. I should know this. I I don't I don't haven't played any Assassin's Creed games, so I don't know that. But I whatever. I, no, there's like 1,900 I of them. Know. How did you accidentally, accidentally not play one? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, <laughs> with great effort. No, yeah. Um, but I love ancient games. I I love learning about them and playing them. Roman game. That's very. I haven't really heard of a whole lot of Roman games. Um, it's got to be some gambling, right? Yeah. Those those Rome. You know what they say about those Romans? <laughs> <laughs> um, liars dice. <laughs> Is that a Roman game? <laughs> it it, it might have been. I, no, I knew. I know that the Romans did have dice. I know that much. Um. So this was played with an actual board oh just so hmm. yeah monopoly <laughs> game. <laughs> the game is old as time itself no yeah backgammon is not a bad guess um oh wait what? wait wait, wait. Yeah, hold on yeah. i mm, fuck i know i uh you like i don't Des know how to I this would be describe. amazing if you could describe it to lex and then and i then, get it yes oh uh, I like I don't know enough about how you play the game to describe it, mm. but it's got like <laughs> this is gonna be the most fucking vague <laughs> description of a board game ever. But it's got like pieces and you move them around and you like take pieces from the other player, but it's not checkers. Yep, um, it's not the royal game of Ur, right? It's wait, is it the one where you put down the pieces and all the the pieces in between your pieces change to your color? What's that game called? Does it have a name? <laughs> oh, with all the white the white and black like tiles. Are you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Go? 
Is that what it's called? I mean, it, it has a different name though. No, obviously I, in ancient no, Rome. not in Go. It doesn't change colors. They get taken off the board. Um, oh, so then it's not that okay? Because you have to end the game with the most pieces on the board, and you if you put so like if there's a black piece and then three white pieces and then an open space and you put a black space or black piece down on the other side of the white pieces, it changes all of them to black pieces. Hmm. It sounds very similar to Go. Probably a Go derivative, but um, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. I'm going right. to be real mad. I don't think I have an answer for this <laughs> one. The game, if you guys don't have a guess, mm-hmm. is Morris. Mm, I wouldn't have got it. No, Morris. Yeah, although... Uh, Can yeah, you describe I'll... that game to me? It's Dan? exactly how you described it. So it's it it looks like a kind of like a spider web system. It's usually uh, like corners... Uh, like, like three in a row, so it's it's kind of tic tac toe, mm. kind of go, kind of Othello, like however whatever version of that type of thing you wanna sure you wanna mention. But although no one knows exactly how old Morris is, some historians believe it may date all the way back to fourteen hundred BC. But that fact wow. has been disputed. And then for our final question, well over a thousand versions of Monopoly have been made, and combing through those just to possibly annoy Lex by bringing up Monopoly again wasn't <laughs> worth it to me. So, thankfully, there are only seven officially licensed video game versions of Risk. Mm. I want you guys to come up with a list of seven games that you think were converted to Risk. Some I first guess that I have is Halo. Probably is one of those hmm. iterations, but I don't. I know. know that Lord of the Rings is one of them. Okay, that sounds right. Well, these are I video game that. specific. Oh, video game specific. Um, yeah, there are uh, there are seven video game variations it's of Risk. C- Command oh, Command oh, oh. and Conquer okay. has to be one of them. And that keep in mind, right. Shay's going to get a point for each one oh, that you get gosh. correct here. Um, let's go, boys. Com- I'm not going to get any of these points on my own. Uh, yeah, Command and Conquer. I'm going to say it was one. Uh, I can't. I'm going to write Halo, all these. I'm going to write all these down as you say them. Yeah. I think Halo is not a bad guess. Command and Conquer, Halo. Um, probably Space Marines, right? Warhammer. What the yeah. name? What the fuck is the name so, of that franchise? Yeah, yeah it's, Warhammer Forty K. Warhammer, yeah. but Warhammer. Oh, that's is, its own thing. Yeah, already a tabletop yeah, yeah, yeah. game. So it's I'm not a ta- sure. it came from tabletop. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was a dumb guess. No, it's there's dumb. it's so many games, video yeah. games from that <laughs> no, franchise. It really is not. And, and, and you know, honestly, Shay, it might be one of them because you know, Risk might have, you know, um, incorporated that theme into. It. I would not be yeah, surprised from about one that. of the video games. Yeah, yeah, I would not be surprised with that crossover. Um, right, mm. but I can't imagine since fucking I can't seem to find a real person in real life who's played any of the Warhammer games. <laughs> I can't imagine that they were like, you know what, Risk, you can have our IP. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, not only do you have to paint the figurines in the uh, Warhammer version of Risk, you have to paint the map as well. <laughs> True. Just name. So we got it's got to be Call one, of Duty. Right? Call of Duty, right? Any war game is probably going to translate well to Risk, right? Yeah, I could see Call of Duty or Battlefield or something. Yeah. Um, there any kind All right, of... so here's here's what we'll do. Discuss it for you know the next couple moments, and then we'll do. You just give me seven answers, yeah, and we'll go right or wrong. So okay. discuss amongst yourselves right. which ones you think okay. you'll present. To the I, rest think, of the I think class. Halo and Call of Duty and Command and Conquer are pretty safe. 
All right. Warhammer. I'm trying to think. I, I'm good don't guessing it? Warhammer. I'm good guessing yeah. Warhammer. I see. I actually don't like that because I do think that because it's already a tabletop game, they wouldn't have mm. been like, "Hey, Risk, take take our IP sure. or let's team mm. up." You know yeah, also, mean? just just for the sake of you know fairness here, technically Warhammer isn't a video game. It's been right. made into video games, sure. but yeah. the base origin yeah. of it is tabletop. Okay, tabletop. okay great. All right. Um, okay. Would Assassin's Creed have one? Hmm. I wonder. That, it, it almost makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big IP, it's like, so it kind of makes sense, but I wonder if, like... Uh, Oh, IP size does not factor in <laughs> no. some of these. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mario. So my Risk. name is Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, okay. So we got we got what three? Oh, oh, uh, right now. Like, what about Civilization? That sounds right. Yeah. All right. Um, Starcraft. Yeah. Yes. Starcraft First? sounds right as well. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Maybe even Warcraft uh, too. Mm-hmm. All I wonder. Right. Maybe we should get a little more niche, niche and crazy because yeah. those are RuneScape. Some... Hey Matthew, I like you. <laughs> RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to think of a video game that has like the scalability that you could make. A... Oh, 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 oh. Um, how about um, what about Gears of War? Ooh, okay, that could I can work. See that. Yeah. All right. Do you guys think you have seven to? to put across or you want a couple more sure i think i mean what do you guys think what's the um what what's the video game with um it's like turn-based combat and um you're fighting aliens it's like yes XCOM. Mm -hmm. i know there is a board game of XCOM as well but i I wouldn't be surprised if they're i don't know XCOM is more like strat like it's not so much like area control like risk is okay Mm. so let's let's hammer down our seven okay right so we got, we got what Command and Conquer we feel good about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Call of Duty we feel good about. Yeah. What was the third one that we felt? Halo. Good about? Halo. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Civilization. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starcraft. Uh, Starcraft and Starcraft. Warcraft. And Warcraft. That's six. And then uh, what was the last one? XCOM. Do we like that one? I don't love it. XCOM. XCOM. I think we should just Shay. You should just name like an indie game that you think would be. That would work for a seven, like a like a wacky zany, or Matthew, like just come up with the zaniest risk game you could come up with. Matthew, I'm gonna hand this one over to you. Okay, let's think. Like funny indie game, like <laughs> rabbits or something. Like I'm I'm staring at the answer. I'm trying to channel it to you. <laughs> rabbits. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Gosh. Splatoon. The dumbest one. What's oh, the dumbest Splatoon one? Oh, Splatoon is a good one. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Splatoon let's go with Splatoon. Great. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do Splatoon. Okay. Splatoon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the list. Halo, Call of uh, Command & Conquer, Call of Duty, Civilization, Warcraft, Starcraft, and Splatoon. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. You know, when you read it back to me, it sounds worse than, <laughs> than when we talk through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to get any points on this. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel pretty good about Halo. I think Halo is yeah. going to get us a point for sure. Yeah, but Halo, the yeah them... and the StarCraft one seems totally in the area for me. Yeah, that's two points right there. Oh, hey, yeah, you're nice. right. There is a Halo and StarCraft edition. 
there is no Warcraft, mm. and I'm going to give you Call of Duty, but it's Call of Duty Zombies specifically, uh, but totally, you guys totally yeah. get the point there. That's so great. That's, uh, so that's going to be your three points for that. The awesome. other games, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Mm, Weird. Yeah. Cool, I though. Like, I don't like that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Giant robots. Yeah. Yep. Mass Effect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Sure. Yeah. Never played those, so it wasn't on my radar. Battlefield, which you did mention, but didn't oh. oh. Bummer. And fucking Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a zany one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splatoon was our yep. zany guess, but yeah. yeah. I was I was staring at it, Matthew. I was trying to give it to you. <laughs> but guys, you did great. That's eight points for the episode. Wow. wow. That's the best I've ever done, guys. Thank you so much. You, we'll have you yes. on next time, too. You got, you got ten before. This is, this is the number two, though. This is definitely the... The second most points you've gotten in an episode. This was awesome. Hold on a s- wait. When did I get more than eight points, Dan? Uh, I have a, like a comprehensive list here, Shay. Look, <laughs> details don't matter. Saying, right? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's you're like wrong. no. It's sometimes it's three points. A lot of the times it's three points. But on the oxen free episode, you got ten <laughs> points. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but you got eight today, and that's what matters. All right. <laughs> and man, this was so much fun. Thank you guys so much for being oh, here. 100%. I had a blast. Thank you so much. You guys for are us. welcome back anytime. Yes. Thank you guys. This was such a blast. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can find where to uh, follow us and reach us at virtuallyanalog.info. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast there. You can watch um, VODs from our stream. You can watch us come come to the stream and watch us play. I'm going to be playing a lot more Hollow Knight, trying to finish it, and I also play board games on the stream. It's twitch.tv slash virtuallyanalog. Feel free to hang out. We have a Discord, which you can find on the website. Join the Discord. We have a lot of fun on there. We like to share memes and talk about games. But yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks again so much, you guys. We love your podcast. We're definitely going to be on in the future. Yeah, like I said, you guys are welcome anytime. This was so much fun. I'm, I'm thrilled we could have you on. And for us, you can find or follow us at BNGPod on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find all of our episodes at anchor.fm slash bng pod and shay what game are we playing next time next time dan we're going to be playing a little game called donut county so make sure you tune in for that all right i'm really looking forward to that one too but for now goodbye absolutely everyone bye-bye